Hi, and welcome to the Post-Acute Point of View, our discussion hub for healthcare technology in the out-of-hospital space. Here we talk about the latest news and views on trends and innovation that can impact the way post-acute care providers work. And we take a look at how technology can make a difference in today's changing healthcare landscape in both home-based and facility-based care organizations and the lives of the people they serve. Today we hear from Kevin Whitehurst, Senior Vice President of Skilled Nursing Solutions for Matrix Care and his special guest. Let's dive in. Hi, this is Kevin Keith Whitehurst, Senior Vice President of Skilled Nursing Solutions at Matrix Care, and I want to thank all of you for joining us today. I'm here with Frank Nash, our Director of Solution Strategy, and today we're going to be talking about the benefits of connected health. So I want to just jump right into this, Frank. So great to have you with us today and talking to our audience about connected health. So why don't you begin by telling us a little bit about your history, your origin story, and your career at Matrix Care? (laughs) All right. Thanks, Kevin. I've been in the healthcare IT industry for over 20 years now. And early on in my career, I had an opportunity to work with a company called Healthion, that company really pioneered the intersection between healthcare and the internet. And that really gave me the taste for what's possible. And then after that, I did have an opportunity to go to a startup. We built up portals and interoperability platforms. And then we were fortunate enough to be acquired. And then I was asked to stay on, kind of help through that transition. But I was always interested in the post-acute care market. And then I welcomed an opportunity to become part of the uh, leader in the post-acute care space with Matrix Care. And uh, it's been really a great place for me to be right now in my career. Well, that's excellent, Frank. And Matrix Care is so proud to have you part of the team. So I know in a recent survey of the referring provider market, we found that although many technological advancements are being made to connect to care providers, Legacy technologies are still widely used in the post-acute care market. Can you speak to this data and what it means? I sure can, Kevin. So uh, I think we've come along from my healthy on days where we're trying to put together healthcare and the internet. And there's so many new technologies that you can tap into, but yet <laughs> Matrix Care commissioned a survey we found that 87% of the referring providers send referral data to post-acute care providers via legacy technologies like phone calls, 27%, electronic faxes, 26%, paper faxing, 21%, email, 13%, uh, and really like only about 12% are really sending data via an electronic feed. And for me as a tech person, it's really frustrating that that kind of technology is still out there. Okay. As referring providers expect their post-acute care partners to improve interoperability and support better electronic communications via electronic medical records and electronic health records, what are some of the ways to get your organization started on the healthcare information highway and to also become a more connected referral partner? Yeah, that's, that's a great question, Kevin. So number one, get connected. Number two would be the ability to gather data independently, meaning that you don't need somebody at the other end of the phone or the other end of an email to be able to gather that information. Number three would be to document 
accurately. And I, I can talk about that in detail if you'd like. And then, you know, number four is really to be a good referral partner and share data back with them. Thanks, Frank. I think it would be helpful for our audience if you could provide more information on each step. Why don't you do that and let's get started with the getting connected piece. For me, Kevin, that, that's the foundation. And what's interesting is that everybody thinks it's really hard. For example, I think there's a lot of fear and uncertainty and doubt around, you know, Epic doesn't let you connect. I really disagree with that in the market. I think they're really one of the most open systems if you play by the technology rules that they make you play by, which is really focused in on security. And so what I like to say to folks is there's an information highway right outside of your door, right? But you may not have an on-ramp onto that information highway to share information. But people don't know, recognize that there are over 2,800 hospitals that are on the freeway, on that information highway, and do have an on-ramp onto it. And that means that there's the CIOs over those 2,800 facilities have made the decision to connect and share data in that way. So when I mentioned like an information highway, there's a couple out there. I think of them as you know, north, south, east, west. And that's a carry quality and commonwealth. And in some cases, these two highways do connect and share data. It always depends on the site's preferences. Or, you know, if it's a Cerner site, do they want to share with uh, the Epic sites and things like that? But the highways are out there. And so I always recommend considering getting on that healthcare information highway. That's excellent, Frank. And, you know, it really helps when you share those stats and it really puts it in perspective for our audience. And it makes a lot of sense. Tell us about gathering data. Yeah, I mean, so knowing that these ways are out there, there's a couple of different ways to connect. Number one, this is a little old school a bit. It's called direct. It came in from meaningful use too, and I call it healthcare, you know, secure healthcare email. And you know, while I, I'm a fan of the function in the right use case, it requires two parties, right? I email you information, you email me. And that, that's okay, but we have to be in sync about what we're going to be sending back and forth. But the second method really is around that information highway, that common well and carry quality. If we think about that, these are healthcare interoperability protocols, which really just comes down to these are secure, smart tunnels. With the appropriate authority, your organization can tap into that information highway and pull data 24 hours a day, seven days a week without calling anybody. And these transactions are tracked. Right? So if you can think about your staff being able to do that without having to call somebody, it reduces phone calls, it saves people time, and it's really the right technology to think about. That's really interesting. So the third step is documenting accurately. Can you speak more to why this is so important? Yeah, Kevin, this really goes to the reason why this is super important. And it's a very exciting area for me because, you know, really saves people time and it you know, provides for better quality data. So remember that stat we kind of talked about earlier? It's like just about like 50% of the data that's flowing is being faxed. Well, if it's a fax, then it's a PDF file. 
And unless you have some fancy OCR, you know, optical character recognition technology, which isn't all, you know, not always accurate, there are better options out there. And a better option would be something like, instead of a PDF file, a spreadsheet. Because what's great about a spreadsheet is that every cell is defined. Well, what Meaningful Use 2 did, you know, it's a you know, government regulation. Folks got paid for it on the hospital and physician practice side to bring in that technology. But what it did was it forced a CCDA type of format. And don't worry about that. It's like this XML format. But really, all you have to think of it is like an Excel spreadsheet. And when you think of it like an Excel spreadsheet, that means every cell, you know exactly what it is, which means you can code to it like LOINC, labs, nomads, et cetera. And this is where this thing gets pretty powerful. So now, instead of getting a PDF file, you're getting those Excel spreadsheets with these smart cells like demographic and specific cells, diagnosis codes, allergies, medication, routing, medication, dosing. Once you have it in those cells, in these XML files that come in from these CCDA thing, I get pretty technical, Kevin, so I'm gonna apologize. Here, but it's really important, I feel, because then once you have them in those cells, you can put mm -hmm. that data in a database. And when you think about it, when you're dealing with the facts and you're dealing with medications, you have to look at that in a flat thing. You're not getting that information into your database. So if you are able to take those, those Excel cells, put them in a database, then your staff just needs to look at the exceptions in the data. Demographic exceptions, married, not married, diagnosis codes, do you want to copy them over, allergies, medication, you know, information, you have to reconcile this information. Now you can just work on exceptions, saves people a lot of time, it decreases keying errors, and I think it's really smart to gather that kind of information, to gather more information in the right way, and have a deeper, richer clinical record. Okay. That is very interesting, Frank. Thank you for sharing that. Even though it was technical, I thought it was very useful information for our audience. So finally, the fourth step is really about being a better referral partner. So how can our listeners work to accomplish this step? You know, and that, that's the important part about being a referral partner, right? And you can tell that I'm pretty passionate about this ability to gather without having to call information and then being able to do smart things with it, break it down and bring it into your system. But when you think about it, there's the flip side of the coin, which is your referring partners. And your referring partners do not want PDF files, just like on your side, they want those Excel spreadsheets with those smart cells in it so they can reconcile. Because if you send them a PDF file, you're making them work harder. Mm. And any hospital, physician practice, et cetera, referring partner, if they're using a meaningful use certified solution, they do reconcile. They're required to, and they meet stats around those. So and here's the important thing about being a good referral partner is that, and this came out of the study that we had commissioned a while back, is that 32% of the post-acute care settings are required to have basic interoperability in order to be included in a preferred provider network. 32% to be included in the preferred provider network. And you know that number is not going to go down. And this, for me, is the super interesting point, this next point, which is, based on the survey, 78% 
of the providers stated they would be more interested in sending more referrals to post-acute care providers if they were able to receive their orders electronically. Basically grabbing those Excel spreadsheets and popping in the database because they know you're reducing keying errors, gathering better information on your side. And the number one frustration with the post-acute, because we had asked the referring providers, what are you most frustrated about? And it was things that you all know, you know, people recognize response time, communication breakdown, you know, just receiving information in the confirmation. And then in that survey, we said, you know, what's the one thing that post-acute care providers could do better? And it was better EMR, EHR communications, and then of course, faster response times, improved follow-up. Absolutely. Frank, that was a wealth of information. Uh, Before we wrap this up, do you have any additional insights that you can share with our listeners? Well, that was a lot, Kevin, and thanks for sticking with me through this. As you can tell, I'm- That was great information. Yeah, thank you. it's, It's exciting for me. But what I would recommend, and what I do recommend, is for the post-acute care staff, they've always been looking for ways to remove the friction to gather information. And this is one way you can do it, is by getting your organization, there's the freeway outside your door, and getting that on-ramp and getting on that information highway. And then what I always recommend, if there is some interest in finding out more information about that highway, you just talk to your account rep and let them know. And all you have to do is really let them know who your top referring providers are, two, three, four sites or something like that. And they can let you know if they're on the information highway. And if they are, then you can get connected. Thank you so much. That was great information, Frank, a wealth of knowledge there. So we want to wrap up here and thank you all for joining us for another episode of the Post-Acute POV. We had a great topic explaining the benefits of connected health, and we hope you were able to learn a lot from this conversation. And also want to thank Frank again for sharing his insight with us. So thank you very much, Frank. Thank you, Kevin. That concludes the latest episode of the Post-Acute Point of View from Matrix Care. We have a lot of guests and topics coming up that you won't want to miss, so be sure to subscribe. If you've enjoyed today's podcast, and if you have a topic you'd like us to discuss, leave us a review. To learn more about Matrix Care and our solutions and services, visit matrixcare.com. You can also follow us on LinkedIn, Twitter, and Facebook. Thank you for listening. Be well, and we'll see you next time.